Quantum Conversations, your portal to the inner realms. Access infinite possibilities, infinite mastery, and infinite love. Mind-expanding, heart-opening conversations with some of the greatest spiritual teachers, luminaries, and healers of today's world. Usher in new earth by living in your sacred heart. Quantum Conversations is brought to you by AcousticHealth.com, home of music from the universe, online healing retreats, and this program. Claim your free registration to daily shows at AcousticHealth.com. AcousticHealth.com, your portal to the inner realms. Our program starts shortly. Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Hello and welcome everyone. We are here in this very sacred space today and we are talking about perhaps one of the most asked questions on this program and for those on the spiritual journey or at least beginning the spiritual journey and that is about our purpose. How do we connect with our soul in such a deep way that we are living our soul's purpose? My guest today is Matthew John, and he is here to share his insight and wisdom from his own journey along the way. Matthew, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to Quantum Conversations. Thank you, Loren, and thank you so much for having me. I I'm super excited right now. I've got my crystals in my hand. I've got my my angel statues right in front of me, so I'm all <laughs> in my high vibe. I, I've been so excited about this call. I've been uh, I, I've listened to your show for for a while now, and I've always wanted to be a guest. And this is you know manifestation 101. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> yes, Manifestation 101, and for all those <laughs> others interested as well, come talk to me. It's wonderful. We are actually here, everyone here in this community is on a mission for New Earth. We are all New Earth leaders. We choose to create in these energies of the golden age of Gaia. We are mm-hmm. creating new, and we are aligned with our soul so that brings Mm. us to our conversation because uh we're talking about the soul's purpose and the soul's Mm. lesson and what we Mm. are meant to 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 learn and we're going to get into that so for those who have questions please go to AcousticHealth.com if you're not already there and fill out your question for matthew in our chat box and uh, before we get there though matthew you're, I just love that here you are, you're surrounded with your angel team and you've got your crystals. You are on your path fully. Can you share with us your awakening experience? Was it something that uh, you were always aware of since a baby 
or was there a catalytic event or did it just occur and unfold? Yeah, thank you so much for asking that, Lauren. My journey has been, I would say, it's been a fusion of an extremely human journey and an extremely seemingly non-human journey. I grew up like a normal kid. I played sports and I watched TV and I partied in school and, and I was just a very normal kid and I had no interest in any of this stuff. And that all changed for me. It, it, it was kind of a, a, a slow trickle at first, but there were a couple kind of markers of my awakening in my 20s that I'll, I will never forget. And one of them was after a very traumatic breakup um, with, you know, who I had considered the love of my life and um, something very sudden. And it really had led me into what I now understand was my first dark night of the soul. Perhaps not first, but it was a dark night of the soul. And it just led me to have so many questions about just what is this all about? Why do things like this happen? Why do we go through traumatic experiences like like heartbreak or like loss, you know, grieving someone uh, or, or accidents or illness? And, and so that was kind of the start of it. And then after that, it was kind of a, a slow trickle of just finding these books in in bookstores like in Barnes and Noble that would just kind of call out to me. I just started feeling myself called to explore the New Age section, and I would start reading uh, all kinds of things like uh, about meditation. I was really drawn to reading, um, actually at first, David Icke's work, which really opened my mind to the type of matrix that I was living in. Um, and I became very fascinated and really spent a long time kind of going down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and I know for all of you out there who have been down this rabbit hole or maybe on it now of really discovering knowledge, occult knowledge about, you know, the nature of our reality and our situation on earth. Um, I spent a lot of time there, but I, I wasn't really, I, I didn't have the whole picture yet. I had an awakening experience that was like if there was the one like awakening experience. And when people ask me this question, I always share this. And it was an experience with uh, psychedelic mushrooms. Um, and of all places in Buffalo, New York, in the middle of the winter, I believe, <laughs> I think it was in the winter or spring, like kind of maybe February, March, but it was kind of warm. It wasn't, there was no snow. And I had found, find, I found myself one night just walking around after taking these mushrooms and feeling just called, guided, almost pushed, like someone was physically pushing me to find some spot behind a bar. There was like a wooded area behind a bar because back then I was into going out and drinking all that, just like a normal, you know, 22-year-old, right? And I found, I just felt led to the spot and I found this little clearing where it looked like homeless people had been living. And it was this perfectly kind of cut out circle, uh, in between some trees because it looked like some homeless people had, had fires there or, you know, kids that had fires or whatever. There's no one else there. This was like two o'clock in the morning. And I just felt called or actually almost pushed. I was pushed down to the ground by some force. 
And as I lay there, I felt overcome with this feeling of orgasmic bliss that was 10,000 times more powerful than any physical orgasm from sex. And I just lay there in this cosmic bliss. And then I was shown on the trees all these other different aspects of me in other dimensions and other other parts of reality. And they were waving at me. And I felt this immense love from all of these different aspects of me. And what I was being shown was all of these aspects of my soul that were incarnated in, in other bodies or in different timelines or in uh, in different planets even. I, and I saw all of them and I felt really just that wholeness and completeness of how the soul feels and that, that bliss of like, of not even, you know, being in that physical existence anymore for that moment. So that was a big, big moment for me that really, really opened me up. And after that, I really, I, I began exploring more of the spiritual side of things. Um, and really, again, asking all those questions and learning, you know, listening to people like Eckhart Tolle and learning how to become more present, um, traveling the world, uh, just feeling called to go to all sorts of sacred sites. And, uh, and then I, I really dove back down into, again, a very deeply human experience where um, I've been dealing with, with neurological issues that I still deal with to this day. And uh, that, when that, after that started, and it was very sudden and very strange, I, I, was forced to kind of step away from the patterns in my life that were no longer serving me. Things like, you know, going out and drinking and, and, and uh, just wasting my time with different things that didn't serve me anymore. And I was pushed on to really more focusing on just garnering up wisdom and garnering up strength about the spiritual journey. And that has really served me um, still to this day. And I started doing some coaching work about five years ago. I started doing healing, you know, became a Reiki master. Um, and then it really was about two years ago where I just really got on my path even more. And, um, and I started doing healing work again. And, and here I am. And, you know, now my focus really is primarily teaching. I, I, I love to teach through my videos, through uh, my articles and with, with my clients too. I love to, to be in that role of, of being a spiritual teacher, but also, you know, with the intention of, you know, facilitating some powerful healing. So that's a little, little bio, bio of me. So, um, yeah. Well, that is some plant medicine. Hmm. That is good. Mm -hmm. The connection that you made and mm -hmm. this journey inward, that is helpful to others. And so, Thank you for sharing that path and that journey. And, you yeah. know, and, you um, know, Lauren, you, you mentioned plant medicine and that's something, you know, I, I have had experiences, a lot of experience with other types of plant medicine. And that's something that I know that's not the topic of the show, but just briefly, um, people will ask me about that. And, and I always say that, you know, if it's something you feel called to do, then do it, do it. But it, the, there can be, a, there, just like with anything in the spiritual journey, there can be little traps and a trap of, of any type of plant medicine that is, is if you do it too much, if you do it too much, it has the potential to kind of become your reality more than the physical reality. And that's something that I actually experienced. And, and you can kind of lose yourself a little bit. Um, because if you're, you keep look like, 
like something like ayahuasca, like, and you have your first amazing experience and it gives you all these insights and answers and you're like, wow, this is, this is what I've been looking for. And you go back and back and back and back and back. But you, then you're just kind of, you're looking to have that experience over again, that feeling of freedom and that feeling of the soul connection where, where the universe is really asking you to bring that into life, to mm -hmm. bring, so to take. So I recommend if people, you know, when they ask me about it, I say, do it once. Do it once every six months or something, you know, at the most. Do it and then you bring that knowledge and you bring that wisdom and that energy and that connection that you felt, you bring it into your daily life. Because that's, that's when you really are garnering that wisdom. You're, you're taking in the wisdom and then you're actually implementing it. You're integrating it. So just as an aside. <laughs> and and respect it and you know we call that taking yeah, the yeah. elevator to consciousness right so if yeah, yeah. i prefer to take the stairs <laughs> but uh and, you know that so to speak uh, but there's those who have done the elevator in consciousness and it is to be yeah. respected and it's sacred space and it's certainly not absolutely. a party a party thing you want to yeah, really absolutely. be in, in a great space with that okay well absolutely. beautiful thank you for sharing your story because it mm -hmm. really does help others and that's what you do now is you help others and so one of the things that we're focusing fo focusing on in this conversation is the sole purpose and mm -hmm. uh, you know isn't it amazing that this is the most common question it's it is it, it really cool. is mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get this question asked all the time, and um, you know, I, because of that, I really had to ask myself, well, what is the purpose of everything? And, and I, so what I, what I want to do in this in this talk is to present the idea of purpose from several different angles. So, some of these you, you guys may have uh, you know heard before, or this might be kind of a take on something you've heard before, or it could be kind of a new perspective, which is really cool if it is. And Again, with, with, I, I always like to put this as a caveat on any of my webinars or anything. If anything I say does not resonate with you in the left ear and out the right ear, just forget about it. It just is not for you. If, if it does though, then, then, you know, take it in. Um, so yeah, it's such a common question is what is your purpose? And, and when you're on an awakening journey and you begin to, like I described, kind of step out of the matrix, right? You step out of, the just the the real concrete 3d reality that really we forget sometimes as light workers that 99 point probably five percent of the world is still pretty much totally asleep it might be maybe it's 99 percent i would say and so when you're in that you people tend to not ask these big questions they might ask them, some people will go their entire life just kind of living in these patterns that they've created for themselves and experiencing happiness and love and fun and all that stuff and, and perhaps a little bit of connection through religion or, or through whatever uh, spiritual material they encounter with. But they might not ask the question, what is my purpose until death, right? But as light workers, we, we just, we're, we're striving for that occult knowledge or that knowledge that seems to evade or, or not even come into the awareness of the kind of so the quote unquote normies, right? The normal people out there. So it's a great question to ask. Um, the, and, and you can, you know, when you feel like you don't know your purpose, it can feel frustrating. It can feel depressing. Uh, you can feel lost. 
you know, and I've been there. I, I really have been there. And just what I want to point out even before I go into my first take on this is that the ego always inherently believes that it's deficient in something. And the reason being is because subconsciously the ego feels disconnected from spirit. The ego knows deep down that it is a temporary, it has a temporary existence. And because of that, it has this just inherent subconscious fear that never goes away because it fears its own death. So it always feels deficient in something. And so it, it's very common then for everyone, if you think about it, doesn't everyone kind of feel deficient in something, right? You know, even before your awakening journey, didn't you? Wasn't there something that you felt deficient in, where, whether it was money or whether it was, you know, romance or whether it was this thing that someone else had or some sort of skill or trait? And that is a marker of ego consciousness. And one of the things that we're doing, and I, and I hopefully will have time to present this idea later in this call, is I, I call it the three simultaneous ascension processes on the journey. One, it is a process of karmic and cellular transmutation. That's the emotional and mental side of things. Two, it is a process of moving from ego consciousness to soul consciousness. And that is also a mental process. Number three is the physical ascension process where every cell in the body must be recreated. It must recreate itself and you, you actually become a totally new human being. That's why my uh, brand is called You Are a Divine Human because that's who we are becoming. Homo divinus or homo luminous or homo universalist uh, from homo sapiens to that. So, th so those are the three ascension processes that happen at the same time simultaneously and you'll be working on them at the same time but at certain points in your journey you might be working on one more than the other so this is a, a piece of the puzzle that i'm going to get into is that the ego always feels that it's deficient in something so as you move closer to soul consciousness you can't help but start to feel more purposeful it just happens because to the soul Every moment is purposeful. To the soul, everything has a purpose. You are always living with purpose from the soul's perspective, but it's up to you whether you decide that you are living with purpose or not. So the, the, see, the illusion can be, and this is, <laughs> when I get asked the question, like, what is my purpose? It, the illusion can be is my purpose is in some sort of occupation. Or my purpose is to move mm -hmm. to some sort of place. You know, my purpose mm -hmm. is to go to Sedona and, and be a, a, a crystal healer there. Or my purpose is, is to go to Australia and do this. And that is actually part of the illusion. There is another aspect of purpose, which has to do with your life plan, which I'll get into, which is if something is in your life plan, then it's, it shall manifest. It shall happen one way or the other. But what I mean by this is from a simpler sense, your purpose is whatever is presenting itself to you now. Your mm -hmm. purpose is whatever is directly in front of you. And it, it, and it kind of breaks the, it's almost comical how that just breaks down the kind of heaviness of the word purpose into, mm -hmm. it, it really simplifies it and it forces you to become very present. You know, what did I, 
just think, what did you do today? What did I do? What was in front of you to deal with today? You know, I, I had to deal with a, a car issue this morning. It's like, well, that was part of my purpose for the day, you know? And it, it really, it breaks it down into, into simplicity that is actually very real. And the soul, does, this, there is no, no one moment that is more valuable to the soul than another moment. Everything has spiritual value. Every moment has value. And when we mm-hmm. value every moment more, whether it's something as exciting and mind-blowing as your first ayahuasca experience or something as mundane as doing the dishes while watching your favorite comedy show, it, it, there is no difference on a soul level in, in a certain sense. Every moment has tremendous value. So you get to create your purpose. It's not the other way around. The purpose is not created for you. You get to create the purpose. And I want to uh, give, you know, as light workers, we, we are of a special breed. We really are. We have a special vibration. We have a special frequency to us. We are here for a very specific purpose. And this is another aspect of the purpose game that I want to get into is as light workers. What is your purpose as a light worker? And I want to really simplify it. And perhaps you have not yet heard it this simply put. Your purpose as a light worker is to anchor more light. It's really that simple. And what is up to you is how you anchor light. That is totally up to you. That is where your free will comes into play. So if you want to become a healer, if you want to be a life coach, or if you want to be a spiritual teacher, or you want to sell crystals, or you want to make healing teas, or whatever it is, and that is your way of anchoring more light into this planet, then by all means, do it. Do it. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) if you're not in some sort of healing field, it does not mean you're not on your purpose. And furthermore, it does not excuse you from anchoring in more light. Let's say, for example, you're a nurse, okay? And there's a lot lot of my clients are nurses, and we need nurses. We We need them, right? And, you know, in the medical industry, there's, as we know, there's some darkness there, isn't there? There's some greed and there's some taking advantage of people and perhaps some information being suppressed, right? As a light worker who is working as a nurse, it does not mean because you are working in an industry that has some darkness that you need to get out and, and you know, give away your income and, and just go be a, a nun or a monk or start your Reiki business. You can if you want to, and that's totally fine. But you don't necessarily need to, but it is your responsibility as a light worker to anchor in more light into that industry. See, we need God, source, universe, whatever, needs the light workers everywhere. Okay? It's by design. Light workers are not just on this call. They're not just in the United States. They're not just in North America. They're everywhere spread across this planet. We are dotted. It's like God yes. sprinkled us, right? Like and God. that's like why we feel so alone sometimes, right? I know, feel, I know. But, yeah. But, yeah, I get that. I know we're here for that purpose of angering the light. Okay, go ahead. Continue. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and like, um, you know, like you said, that sometimes we feel so alone. And, and to me, you know, just as an aside, that's what 
would make things like like this show amazing and, and the other shows and uh the internet in general like youtube you know i mean to me like yeah, that youtube internet. and facebook and yeah and instagram it's all like it's really our introduction into learning telepathy in a way because we're we're becoming yeah. one you know as, as the light workers becoming one group we're come it's almost like the hive mind mentality, not in a creepy way, like the Borg, like in a, like in a light worker, awesome way, like we're transforming mm-hmm. the planet. Right. Yeah. And that's really amazing. So we're meant to be everywhere. We're meant to be in all sorts of different industries because we need to be transforming things from the inside. You know, one of the, the biggest illusions and one of the stumbling blocks, one of the blocks that people get, get into, and this is something that manifests really on an external and an internal level, but if someone is externally waiting for things to shift before they shift, they are not contributing to the shift. We are, it, it's the, it happens from the inside out where we, we're here and we're meant to be here to cause the shift from within, from the mm-hmm. inside. We're like little, little, uh, you know, I don't know, agents, you know, agents of, of change. Uh, like, like think of like a, like an action movie where like a secret agent, we're those secret agents <laughs> and we're meant to be everywhere. We're meant to be everywhere, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just like, I they, love that. Just like that side, the other <laughs> side, you know, the dark side, they have, they have their yeah. agents everywhere. The Jedi's, we're the Jedi's. We need to be everywhere as well. And we are, and that's all by design. And yes. your, yeah. And your life has a tremendous purpose anyways. As a light worker, you have a greater responsibility than the general public. And the reason being is this, is because as a light worker, you are more aware, you are at a higher, you are at a higher level of consciousness. If you're listening to the show, I would bet in Vegas or in New Jersey, it's legal now, that you are at a higher level of consciousness than the general public. And if we were to like measure it mathematically, right? And because of that, you have a, a, a bigger responsibility. You really do. You have a bigger responsibility to serve this planet. And it doesn't have to be this huge thing where you, you go to, uh, you know, uh, Uluru or something and just have this amazing awakening experience. And then you're, you're this amazing healer that people are coming to all over the world. <laughs> that might be in your life plan. It might happen. But it's the, that can be the illusion as well. That can be part of the illusion of what is my purpose, where the reality is my purpose is what's in front of me right now. And I can plan and I can visualize and manifest, like I talked about at the beginning of this call, visualize what you want to accomplish. Visualize who you want to become. Because whatever you're visualizing that you want to become, it's likely that that's, in, especially if you're already on the path, it's likely that that is in your life plan. You know, mm-hmm. if you're visualizing yourself being that healer or speaker or, or, or crystal seller or, or, you know, naturopath or whatever, it's likely that that is in your life plan if you're already visualizing. So keep doing it. Keep using that divine masculine side of you to make that happen. But your purpose is also what's directly in front of you. And if in the meantime, you're working at Walmart as a cashier, you have a responsibility to bring more light into that environment. So you can laugh, you can compliment people, you can pray for other, you, you can be at your, at your cash register and in your mind, just be, be praying for the healing of all beings. I do that sometimes when I go into Walmart. May, may all beings in this Walmart be blessed with what, whatever, whatever they need, whatever they're looking for. You know, you can, you can always send those blessings out, um, in your mind. You can do it out loud. 
and and it's just simple things you know how can i contribute to the whole in in real simple means like in my daily life you know recycling is like a simple thing i know most of us do that but it's like we don't give ourselves credit for that because there's a lot of people who are not recycling plastic right so if you do well that's yeah, and then uh, well, and then I'm just saying, you know, if if someone is really into that, then a simple, uh, in a very loving, compassionate way, a letter to a company who could be doing more um, better things or um, create, because we're talking about creating the new as well, and so there's going to be new systems and things, and that's where we mm-hmm. keep over this soul's purpose. And so I guess my point here is like if we. Uh, if we get uh, juice from a juice company, that company, let's work with that company to get those plastics back to that company or systems that um, create more of an easier, I guess the FDA gets involved in that those old structures. But that's my point is that we, we mm-hmm. can take little steps of love like yeah. that. Conscious yeah. activism. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I love that. Conscious, I absolutely love that. Um, you know, you do, and, and another thing that, that I teach is you do whatever you can do and only what you can do, because that's a very important point as well, because um, if you are trying to do, to accomplish something that you cannot accomplish on your own, then you end up just by that feeling victimized. You end up feeling victimized and powerless, and that actually puts you right back into the vibration of the matrix very profoundly. Mm-hmm. So there are people who are stuck in a paradigm of feeling, of, you know, I talked about going down the rabbit hole, like when I first started my journey of reading yeah. all kinds of David Icke stuff. And people ask me this all the time. It's like, well, should I be paying attention to this stuff or should I not? And my answer is, if you can read what's going on in the, in the occult and the Illuminati and, and all this stuff without feeling victimized by it, then by all means, read about all you want. But if you start feeling victimized by it, then that's a sign that you're just, your consciousness is really not ready to handle this type of information, and it's actually only going to bring you backward. It's going to bring you back down into that, that lower vibration. Anytime you're feeling victimized or powerless, you're in the vibration of the matrix. We mm-hmm. want to become empowered, and you decide whether you're empowered or not. You know, you can be in the same exact circumstance as someone else, and one person can choose to feel empowered by it. One person can choose to feel disempowered by it. You know, um, if you ever watch, like, TED Talks, right, on YouTube, there's all these amazing, amazing people who are, like, paralyzed, you know. They've spent their life in a wheelchair or some, some horrific accident or something. And they will talk about how they've lived the most amazing life and how they're thankful for everything that happened to them, right, and that it, it wouldn't have happened without, you know, without that accident or whatever. And this is, you know, kind of leading into, uh, you know, talking about like life plans and, and purposes on a soul level and all that. But the point being is that there's also this another person somewhere else in the world who has had that same sort of accident and has let it really destroy them emotionally and mentally, right? So you always get to decide whether something makes you feel empowered or victimized. Life is is a mental game. It's it's physical. Yes, it's physical. Yes, it's well, definitely spiritual. The mental side of it is extremely important. And you know, I, I feel like sometimes that can get lost in the spiritual community. Once in a while, you know, if you're too focused on just like I want to just activate and get out of this and get this over with, you, you're you're lost somewhere in the mental there. 
you always want to feel empowered and you want to never feel like you're rushing ahead. That's another trap that'll happen along the journey is whenever you feel like you need to rush to the finish line to get this journey over with, there's people who are just like, Matthew, I'm so sick of this. I just want to get the hell off of this planet, right? I want to go yeah. back to the Pleiades or back to Sirius or whatever. And that's, that's another common stuck. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's someone who's stuck in a bit of a, a, a paradigm that, that the universe is going to do whatever it needs to to get them out of that, to get them back into committing to anchoring light now on this planet now. Every, each and every one of us on this call is meant, first of all, we're all meant to be on this call together right now. This is, mm-hmm. this is meant to be. Every moment is meant to be. <laughs> You have free will. I love it, Lauren. It's such a, a, a uh, it doesn't make sense to the logical mind how it's a paradox. You can have free will, right? But also everything is meant to be. But, mm-hmm. but it is. You know, everyone on this call has the free will right now to hang up or to keep listening. Please keep listening. I just want to use that as an example. <laughs> but if you keep listening, you're also meant to keep listening. It's such a paradox. Yes, and I've learned that over the years of doing these events and uh, conversations and online events and those people who are meant to hear that message absolutely mm-hmm. get that message. It's a beautiful synchronicity, and, and it's listening yeah. to – it's actually following the feeling, following the energy of that love mm-hmm. and, and that joy. So, mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. So, um, Lauren, would you, would you like me to keep going into um, kind of talking about life plans and all that? Or did we want to take a question or, or what would you like to do? Well, there are some questions coming in and we're going to get there. I do just want to say, as you were talking about, you know, no matter what job we're doing, that that what that right in front of us is the is the radiation that we are there mm-hmm. to give. That is our reality. Yeah. That is our love. So we could be cleaning yeah. a house. And and, yeah. and sprinkle the counters with love and and just yeah. love everything that we're doing and maybe hum yeah. and sing and tone and so mm-hmm. that's beautiful. But I wanted to also mention that with the nurses, you were when you were speaking, this mm-hmm. came to mind. It's just beautiful that yes, that I believe that nursing industry and even doctors, there is a bridge and we see it more and more and it's occurring with the holistic field. More and more yeah. nurses are getting Reiki and energy mm-hmm. training, and mm-hmm. uh, they are psychic. <laughs> yeah, it's happening, yeah, yeah it it's happening from the inside. Yeah, it happens from the inside. Transforming itself from the inside. Exactly. Yes. Just and, like, you know, and Loren, the, and, just like and a virus. People. Like a virus, <laughs> you know, in a, in, a, in a negative polarity, a virus proliferates, right, from the inside, mm-hmm. and then it, it comes to affect <laughs> all the different organs and then it affects the entire organism as a whole, right? So in a positive polarity, we are that positive proliferation of energy that starts from the inside. And if you imagine it spreading out like a web, the web just keeps growing and we transform the entire structure from the inside. That's how I see and what I've been told Mm -hmm. the ascension process goes down. I do not, and I know others, think differently on this, but I do not foresee some sort of cataclysm or or the aliens just come and boom, everything's just suddenly, you know, recreated into into the, the structures for the golden age, for the age of Aquarius. I do believe it happens slowly 
and it happens from the inside. And it also yes. this is it doesn't it doesn't discount um, political structures as well. I do believe that many of the the people who shall in the next twenty years become involved politically shall be the ones to change it from the inside. Mm-hmm. That's just what I do. Okay, I wanted to make another comment as well before we move on to Please. the next uh, topics. Uh, you were mentioning, you know, um, okay, so we were talking recently about peeking into the news. We, mm. we we can kind of, some of us can raise our hand. As a former journalist, I didn't read, I, I, you know, I, I checked out of the news media, reading the newspaper in mm-hmm. all for about 15 years. Well, maybe right after 9-11, actually, I was quite grateful to be out of the media by then because I could mm. see the, the shift in what that was all about. And uh, so, but lately I've kind of peeked at the news and we were just discussing this today. It's important to, at, on one hand, maybe be still aware of what's going on. Yet there's a key factor. If we're going to do that, like you were saying, if we're going to peek, Make sure that we do not feel victimized by it. Exactly. Or we will exactly. get sucked back down into it. And exactly. so that's, that's what I felt too. When Whenever I peek into the news, I get sucked out of a higher consciousness and yeah. I do get yeah. into pointing fingers or yeah. saying that's inhumane. And so mm-hmm. I like the notion of blessing everything and, yeah. Yeah. and saying a prayer for that yeah. whole reality that perhaps it is coming up to be cleansed. And actually, we've heard from other teachers on this network that they are opening the hearts of the collective. And so who are we to save anyone from having their heart open, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So we can give Mm -hmm. that love to the situation and be Mm -hmm. in a neutral, neutral place. Yeah, yes, yes, to be neutral and... Because like you talked about, like you said you like to do, which I do as well when I remember to, is to, if I hear something nasty on the news, to bless all sides of it, victim and perpetrator. The reason being that is what moves you into a non-dual type of paradigm where it is not about judgment or about condemning. It is about healing of all sides because someone who perpetrates any sort of crime if you really think about it, that's someone who's probably in more pain than even the victim was, right? And it's so when we, when we, mm-hmm. right, and when we, we um, intend for the healing of all sides while still, you know, allowing for whatever governmental structures, of course, to do what, because we still do need to live, be living in a society right now with law. There's no question about it. We are not even close, <laughs> Laurent. We are probably decades away. From living, in my my opinion, living in a society where we don't need, you know, police or courts or all that, we are not even close. Yeah. This is happening energetically <laughs> now, and it's it's a slow trickle, but eventually we will be there. You know, when I take people to um, on my starseed coaching sessions, I guide them on journeys to their home planets. You know, and people will go to a Pleiadian planet or to a Syrian planet or Arcturian, and you know, I, I I'll I'll kind of if they're really connected, I'll, I'll use them as a channel for a minute and you know, ask some questions to the, the guides about, like, the structures on these sorts of planets. And uh, it, it's it's kind of, it's a very equal society where there, there really doesn't need to be some overseeing governmental structure. It's just everyone kind of contributes in their own special way. 
everyone has a kind of special purpose that they choose out of their free will and with love that contributes to the society. Integrity. Integrity. Yes. Knowing what you know is is moral and of integrity within ourselves, right? Um Mm -hmm. not a selfish thing. So Mm mm-hmm. Great. No, no, because because when when we're moving into you know as we continue to move to non-duality and into 5D, we're moving also from uh you know self ego consciousness to other consciousness or involving other or consciousness of the all becoming aware of the effects of your um your actions and your words and your thoughts on the all on the whole. This is what, again, as we're being plugged more into this hive mind, and eventually, you know, we all the, the higher dimensional beings, the Pleiadians, the Arcturians, the Syrians, they communicate telepathically. Some of them can also t- communicate with, with lang- physical language as well. But they're very hooked into each other telepathically, right? We're not ready yet. We're starting to get there. But it's, it's a one collective. It's one collective consciousness that is completely ascended. So we're not ready yet to, to experience a completely ascended collective consciousness on planet Earth, but we will very soon. We will very soon. So for now, it's about us becoming the examples of that ascended consciousness. So think about the type of planet you want to live on. Think yeah. about the type of – and this is very apropos now, by the way, just having the new moon in Aquarius. This is all about the Aquarian age and right, what we want to manifest collectively is what type of planet do you want to see, and then that's who you become. You become that now, and energetically you are becoming that example for others to follow. And again, like a proliferation of energy, like the 100th monkey syndrome, it just spreads, and it continues to spread. You know, I love seeing – like you, you were giving some examples already, but also like there's some other examples where we know that things are already shifting. I mean, you look on television, like like watching the Super Bowl and Bud Light with their stupid medieval times commercials, right? And they're now just harping on how they don't have any high fructose corn syrup in their in their beer, and it's like it's so funny to me. It's because all these big corporations now are really, you know, focusing in their advertising and letting people know that this product doesn't have preservatives or it doesn't have corn syrup or, you know, because they know people are in the United States are becoming more health conscious. They're becoming more conscious of this stuff where they weren't 10 years ago. Right. And I just want to interject and say that that is why we must all hold our vision of new earth. We have actually been, yeah, that was a strange sound. Uh, Someone joining in on a web call, and it was oh, Katharina. Okay, okay. no, no um, so we must, you know, and the great spiritual teachers have always said this: keep your eye on the prize, keep your yeah. eye, your your vision of New Earth, keep that vision there, no matter what. And what we're going to see happen, because I agree with everything that you said there, is that. Uh, and then if we do peek at the news, because there needs to be an awareness with neutrality or a co- where there needs to be more light, more focus of love and light, or certainly what we can do in our own neighborhoods that need the love and light, mm-hmm. then we're mm-hmm. going to, the masses are going to understand that that 
certain things are no longer acceptable. For example, mortgages, which are, if you look at the, the life term, the amortization of a mortgage, 30 years, you're going to be paying about 250% interest. You know, it, it, they say, oh, it's 5%, but that's not over the term of that loan, right? So when I look at mortgages, those are inhumane in a way. And so and there's many other things we can look at like that. But the point is that more and more people are going to require changes and systems. And actually, as we hold our vision of yeah, New Earth exactly. and get creative, we're going to start networking with other people in the 5D tribe and above where mm -hmm. we're going to come and create new organizations yeah, and new yeah. systems that are humane, right? I mean, even if you took a loan and said, okay, we're going to earn 50% on the loan. That's still better than the 200%. So things like mm -hmm. that, we're going to slowly see that. And hopefully we'll see a lot more, a lot more movement in the terms of energy, free energy and all of that. Mm -hmm. And it, it all happens. It all happens energetically in perfect relation to where we are exactly at as a collective consciousness consciousness it's almost like you know i like to th think of things very mathematically and, and very kind of with the the logical divine masculine mind uh and if we kind of look at exactly where we're at if we could quantify where we're at as far as our consciousness as a whole on this planet that will reflect in what we're seeing exactly outside and as time linear time keeps going and as this proliferates our light work proliferates and spreads and more and more light workers and star seeds are born into this planet you know mm -hmm. because it's it's happening more and more all the new kids that are coming these are more and more light workers and more and more star seeds then we'll see the stuff change at exactly the the the, the perfect moment for it to change so wherever we're at now and all of the structures that we have is exactly what we still need for this moment it is not what we need in the future, but it is exactly what we need mm. for this moment. And when you if you can acknowledge that even just for a moment, you cannot possibly feel victimized by any of the structures because you realize that this is exactly how it must be for us to – it's like we all have our individual life plans, but Gaia has her own life plan because Gaia is a living being. And this is exactly where we're meant to be in Gaia's life plan, and we know what the ending we know that the ending is, not the ending, but we know what's ahead. What's ahead is a golden age. And what's ahead is all being, being safe and being fed every, you know, the, the highest possible nutrition, the most organic fruits and vegetables and, and all, and animals being respected and the forest is returning. We know that this is ahead. Living with free energy. We know that this is ahead. And why do we know that it's ahead? We know. We just know this is this is mm -hmm. part of you know it's bringing in our the vision. future into the moment. It is. <laughs> yes. We are mm -hmm. envisioning it into reality. We are manifesting it into reality. So that's why when we talk about peeking at the news. Again, if you can, if you want to keep track of what's going on, as long as you don't feel <laughs> sucked in by it. If you yeah. feel sucked in by it, that's exactly where they would like you to be. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And the movie The Matrix, go watch that and you'll understand mm. what Matthew John is saying here. Okay, mm. good. All right, so continue, please. Let's talk about some of the soul lessons. Yeah, let's talk about soul lessons. This is one of my favorite topics. 
You know, um, one of the things I do is, uh, and I know I have this in one of my special offers for people, is my soul plan readings. And I have a special 40-minute reading, which is in package number two. And what I do is I tune in. I tune into my helper guides who help with these sorts of readings. And I tune into your guides. And I'm feeling into your life lessons for this lifetime. What is it that you are meant to learn in this lifetime? And what is it that you're really meant to bring forth? And, you know, I have the privilege of working with so many people every day. And, uh, you know, I get to, to really look at all these different life plans and see how they fit together. And, you know, I've found that as light workers, we tend to have a lot of stuff that we've been through, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of traumas, a lot of accidents, loss, illness, um, heartbreak, uh, financial loss, all sorts of different things. And, you know, I hear these really horrific stories every day from people who are, you know, so, so willing to share. And it's my job to interpret that for you from the level of the soul, because from the level of the soul, nothing is ever an accident. Nothing is ever not by design. And why is it all designed? What is the purpose of it? It's designed for your spiritual evolution. Your soul, you are on a spiritual journey. I know that you can acknowledge right now that you're on a spiritual journey or else you would not be listening to this call. Your soul is also on a spiritual journey. Your soul is a different aspect of you. You are multidimensional and you may, your soul may be incarnated into different aspects as once, at once. But you right now, whoever you are, the name that you were given and, you know, your soul chose for you, this is your expression and the vehicle for your soul to experience physical life, to experience exactly what it wants to experience in order to propel you to learn the type of wisdom that you are meant to learn. It really is, it's a, in a way, it's about wisdom accrual. Really, it's about accruing wisdom and then being able to implement and integrate it into your life. So, for example, this is something that unfortunately is quite common amongst light workers, especially with women, is a lot have experienced really difficult childhoods with abuse, with neglect. Uh, and it, what, it brings up all of these feelings of abandonment and all these feelings of being left behind and these feelings of of just not even being welcome almost on the planet, like not even having the right to exist. And these are all, these are patterns that will exist subconsciously. You know, if someone experienced this when they were really young, it could take 40 years of playing out these types of patterns before finally the pain becomes too great and they start to seek out healing. And it can happen in the form of seeking out books, seeking out healers, teachers, whatever, or it's just happening within, or an ayahuasca ceremony, or whatever. And what I, ca I call it the rebound effect. So the soul creates some sort of traumatic ex experience for you to experience. And, and another thing that happens on another level is you're experiencing the type of emotions that your soul wishes for you to experience because there is a reservoir, so to speak. There, It's like that there's these levels of emotions, of unprocessed emotions from past lives that exist within your consciousness, within your being, 
So when you come into this lifetime, into the ascension lifetime, which all of you are most likely at now, you need to re-experience this stuff, and it, it often happens early on. So it's re-experiencing the feelings of neglect, of, of the feelings of left, left, being left behind, of being abandoned, of feeling not cared for, of feeling unsafe, of feeling rejected, of feeling ostracized, humiliated, um, all those sorts of things that don't feel so good. So your soul wants you to re-experience that type of stuff in this lifetime because it knows during the ascension lifetime that it's in your life plan to then balance this stuff out and actually heal it once and for all. In this ascension lifetime, things tend to happen very quickly. You tend to have a lot of stuff that happens early in life, and it doesn't – listen, if, if you're 65 and you're like, Matthew, I had stuff happen last year, it's not necessarily early in life. That's just a common theme. It can be it can be in your later life. It can be your whole life. It can be a pattern of experiencing pain and loss and accidents and illness over and over again. And it's all by design to cause that rebound effect, to, to cause you to seek out to heal this stuff. Because other people, you know, we, we, we go to, we, we think about people who are still stuck in the 3D paradigm, and not as a judgment, but people who they're not ready yet for their ascension lifetime. They can carry stuff with them from childhood until death and not ever go through and process it, except for maybe for some people it could be the last 10 minutes of their life where they experience, they, they let go of resentments, they experience forgiveness, they experience, uh, you know, freedom. And for some people it's like that, but in the Ascension Lifetime, you're meant to work through this stuff during your life so that you can start to catch up energetically to where the planet's at. It's my belief that Gaia herself is at the forefront of the spiritual evolution of all of her inhabitants. And we're the ones that are catching up to her evolution. And as we catch up, we're also assisting her in further moving forward in her evolution. She is leading us. So the, our souls collectively have asked us to really catch up in this ascension lifetime and to heal all the stuff from past lives, from parallel lifetimes, from our ancestors' lifetimes, all of the subconscious patterns that have been running that have caused us to sabotage ourselves, that have caused us to have so low self-esteem, to hurt ourselves, that cause addiction or whatever, all this stuff, or financial or you know financial loss or whatever, all this stuff we're being asked to heal in this lifetime. So that's why things can happen very quickly. That's why things can just, you know, and, and there's so many different paradigms that you may be working on. You know, for some people, it, 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 it's a common paradigm of something happens. And I, I've been through this as well, and I still work through this. If something happens that just destroys, it takes a part of you, right? It takes something from you. It feels like, and it feels almost cruel. It feels like, why would God do this? If God is a loving and good God, why would he do this? Why would the universe do this, right? And you can get stuck in a paradigm of kind of resisting God or being in a standoff with God, right, so to speak. So that's something you might have to work through and until eventually you turn and a switch goes off and you completely surrender into the isness of everything that happened to you. You absolve yourself of guilt. And with that, a whole new world opens up to you. That's something that people can go through. Um, taking back your power, another common soul lesson. Taking back your power. You know, uh, why so many lightworkers have been through 
patterns of abuse and victimization. We talk about like, you know, romantic relationships as well, which this happens more commonly with women. As, as empaths, they attract an, a narcissistic man, right? Well, why does this happen on the soul level? And it's really because your soul wants you to experience that sort of, that feeling of disempowerment, that feeling of victimization. So that rebound effect occurs and through a spiritual, uh, through a spiritual journey, you end up feeling empowered in your light. You become that empowered woman that we need, that we, we desperately need on this planet, that empowered woman with a healthy self-esteem, with a, her heart open, willing to give and give and give and allow and allow and allow. That's the type of thing that we need more of on this planet. So that's something that can happen. And as parallels to that, so many of us light workers, including me, including possibly you, Loren, you know, we lived, I, I do feel you for sure, it li- we lived lifetimes in Lemuria. We lived these Lemurian lifetimes where we were the witches, we were the wizards, we were the teachers, we were the healers, and Lemuria went down, you know? Atlantis mm-hmm. became a society that completely was so obsessed with the technology, just like, you know, we see that they're trying to do now, the cyborg society, you know? That whole thing. It's like, I, yeah. I recognize the while mm-hmm. we're in the fork in the road on this planet where it's either we're going more yeah. towards organic or more towards cyborg. So that Atlantean consciousness was more towards that cyborg, and they mm-hmm. ended up destroying the entire world. You know, that was the cataclysm, the Great Flood. So we hold those memories of Lemuria falling in ourselves, and we can. it causes a fear to be seen. It causes a fear to be out there with our spiritual beliefs and with our spiritual journey. It causes a fear to be out there as a healer or whatever because we are always subconsciously afraid of being attacked. We're afraid of yes. being attacked by them, the Atlanteans, right? And I know there were good Atlanteans too, yeah. but They're you know what I mean. talking about this that... today. Yeah. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. Cool. This yeah. fear of um, people judging you or throwing rocks at you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this stuff, and not only the, the Lemurian lifetimes is, you know, one of the things I do uh, is past life regression sessions and people have experienced all sorts of stuff of being a slave being locked yeah. up, literally being like burned and humiliated and rocks thrown at. And this isn't sometimes even just from the Lemurian lifetimes. It can also be from other lifetimes. So it's very yeah. common for lightworkers to carry these sorts of memories within because we need to catch up and feel totally empowered. We need mm-hmm. to feel empowered and purposeful. Like we are, we are manifesting this ascension with a purpose. We are meant to create the ascension, not to wait for the ascension. So that's why that's one of the big <laughs> lessons of light workers. Yeah, taking back your power. You know, just other lessons, and there's so many, but like letting go of judgment of self, learning to forgive, you know, stopping the pattern of self-sabotage. Something I wrote about the other day is, is so many of us also have had that pattern going on. It's something I have had to learn, you know, through. And it, it's something that happens when, we're not able to be forgiving with ourselves. And that causes, it causes kind of a revolt within where the shadow has to come out and the shadow has to show up as self-sabotage so you can recognize it and learn to be nicer to yourself and softer with yourself and more forgiving and to affirm that you're always exactly where you need to be. Um, you know, letting go of pride, humility. This is something that I've been through in my life many times is learning to become humble. 
And one does not usually learn to become humble by reading it in a book, do they? One <laughs> learns to become humble by the universe the doing something. <laughs> yes, that causes them to become humble. Yes. And that's very important. Someone can, who gets lost in this, just because they're on a spiritual journey does not mean you're not done with this lesson because it's quite easy to get lost in what we call the <laughs> spiritual ego. Yes. Which is where someone can get lost in feeling falsely empowered in an ego, egocentric way, not in a soul-empowered way. And here's how you know the difference. In an egocentric way, you feel as if you are somehow better than others or you feel how somehow because uh, you have more information or you have certain type of information or you have a certain title or, or whatever, that you're somehow better than others and or you're somehow yeah. more entitled. And that, that'll build that up and then the universe will find a way to strike that down. Usually pretty quickly mm. from a, a soul, you know, from a soul perspective, a healthy type of thing is I am whole. I have a health. I love myself. I love my brothers and I am willing to serve myself. I am willing to serve myself and serve my needs first, but I give, I give, I give and I serve, I serve, I serve while serving myself. And then there's no, there's no inner conflict with that. It's just I'm always serving. Sometimes I need to hide in my house and just eat my organic food and watch my comedy shows and not really, <laughs> you know. And then other days, boom. It's like, you know, I want to help this person, this person, this person, this person. It's all, and it's all perfect. Just whatever you feel like you need, you need in that moment. So, operative well, word a is there. feel. Yes, the operative yeah. word is feel. Feeling, yeah, yeah. following the energy, following yeah, the joy. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. <sighs> mm. Well, we have some questions, and there's a caller who I'd like to call upon. I'm going to call upon the caller. Sure. <laughs> yeah. This is Don in callers. Charlotte, North Carolina. Hi, Don. Hey, how are you guys? Good. How Great, are you doing? Don. Um, doing well. Um, I think um, I, I've been sort of progressing through this thing, the situation that I told you about before, Lauren, about this doctor, and he does seem to have more ammo than I have. And I'm, I'm sorry about, really about the what? Okay, so let's back a, up. And so sorry to share this story again, but this goes back to some abuse, right? Uh, yeah. Of you, doctor, and you are uh, there's some legal stuff going on. All right, go right. ahead. And um, you know, this doctor has been pretty abusive of me, and um, I had an attorney for a while, and then it was in a sexual sort of situation. He learned this from Tony mm -hmm. Robbins, and Tony Robbins apparently goes around and has men grab their balls and women grab their nipples to get you out of your head. Mm -hmm. So that you don't, you're not defended. So he, so this guy was putting me into a trance and no one came to my defense that night. And the guy, when I said no, kept coming. And I, so, and I didn't call it fast enough because of, I didn't realize how bad it had been. And I kind of buried it like other, you know, sexual abuse people did. Mm. And he's had this woman that was in the room that night who's been his attorney, and she's been particularly vicious. And um, no one has really come to my aid. I had an attorney, and then he didn't want to do it because it was outside the statute of limitations. 
and I've talked to a couple others. Um, but this guy um, has just been a real t- total narcissist, and he's kind of one of the – he looks like a light worker, but he's really a, a, a dark guy. And hmm. I'm trying to figure out, is it part of my task? Because I keep listening to Lauren's, and and as she hmm. pointed out to me, that this is really bringing me more light. This, this circumstance hmm. is really keep waking me up, and it has. Um, is it sort? Do you sense that it's some of my responsibility to continue in this situation, or do you see, you know, the situation is done for me and to let him go, or what? What are you sort of taking from this? Um, well, it's been a very, yeah, so Don, a, it's been a, a hard situation for me to sort of deal with. Yeah, it, it, I, I, and I, I empathize with you. Um, it's not easy at all, and. What I would ask you, this is what's most important, is you just ask that question of me, is should I continue with this or should I let this go? Which feels better to you? Which feels more aligned to you, if you had to guess? Um, I guess to sort of let it slide for a while and then see if I, if it kind of, you know, comes back up later. Um, it's, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm also, um, you know, pretty aware that, um, I don't, I don't even know that I should be talking about it on the air right now because, you know, this guy, you know, he has a lot of, he has a lot of followers in his, in his camp. So it's like he can do no wrong. It's like a cult kind of. Okay. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I'm not familiar with, I, I don't even know what you're talking about, and I, you know, you don't need to mention it, but I, it, within you, you know, if you're trying to figure out what do I need to do, if it feels like it's something you, if, if it feels better to let it go, then let it go. If it feels better to continue to pursue, continue to pursue. You know, perhaps, uh, I would say one of the, the spiritual lessons here is, it, it, this is really, it, it's about becoming empowered. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to follow through with something if it doesn't necessarily mean that. It's whatever you can do that makes you feel empowered in a very grounded and soul-centric way, whatever makes you feel like you're becoming more whole. And it may not have anything to do with the outcome of however this turns out. You know, obviously, if this is a legal issue, you know, I encourage you to talk to your attorneys. Um, and I'm not giving any legal advice at all, uh, and, you know, deal with it however you need to deal with it and, and go and, you know, if, if something has happened, of course, you need to deal with that 100% legally. But I, I don't know if from a soul level this is necessarily the end-all, be-all to you feeling like you were empowered and on your path. You know, ask yourself, is, is the type of work I'm doing, is the type of um, life I'm living, does this really feel like this is most aligned or is there something in 2019 that I really want to bring forth? Is there something else that I really want to bring forth? Is there some, do I want to move somewhere and kind of start over a little bit? Do I want to let go of some things, some possessions, some people in my life? This is, this year is about really recreating yourself is what I, is what I feel done. And again, you know, you do what you need to do. You do what your attorneys tell you to do. Of course, um, but there's a bigger picture to all of this. And you getting more on your soul's path is going to help you feel 
that feeling of empowerment and that you're living intentionally and purposely and no one's taking anything from you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And and it has woken me up or what woke me to some of my family of origin abuse as well and, you know, processing that and why yeah. I, I don't think what you were saying about women in particular is it, it, probably more women, but I do think there are men that are like workers that have gone oh, through some course. of the abuses. Well. Of course. Yeah, and, I wasn't excluding men at all. I mean, I, it, oh, I, and I know you weren't. I'm women. saying yeah. that it's, yeah, I don't want women to think that men are not having to struggle with this a lot too. There's yeah. abusive, yeah. you know. There, and and in fact, that night the guy he when he and I talked about it later, he said there's no way in hell he would have gotten away with this with a woman, with a woman. But it was okay, and none of the women stood up and said you can't do this. You know, they were there were mm-hmm. like 16 women in the room and four men, and okay. you know, so it's, it's women will sit there and accept abuse of men too in a situation where it shouldn't be done to anyone. But I think it's such an interesting mm-hmm. that women need to sort of step up and realize abusive men abuse other men and then men pass it. So it's a collective sort of situation. Yeah. yeah I got and, your and telepathy and on that, by the way. I did get your telepathy on that, Don. <laughs> Go did. ahead. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and, you know, you're talking about, like, that kind of stuff being passed down. I mean, you know, one of the things that we're really in the process as a collective of breaking out of is the toxic masculinity of a patriarchal society, and that's why all this stuff, you know, all the sexual abuse scandals are kind of coming out now because it's really meant to, to, to bring that awareness to, and, and it's, you know, things like this are going to keep coming out and, and and like Loren was talking about things, you know, uh, about the banking industry, it, it's all going to come out. Everything's going to come out and be out in the open eventually. And that's all by design because it, it, it comes out when people are ready, when energetically people are ready to start to shift things. So that's what's really happening. And, and you know, one of the things, um, one of my webinars in the package I offer is the Awakening the Divine Masculine webinar. And that's something that I really love teaching is to teaching teaching the divine method and this is not just for men this is for men and women is you know because there's there can be the illusion that you know all masculinity is bad or all masculine that that's something that keeps someone in a kind of a a a victimhood paradigm but it's about bringing forth the divine masculine which is that you know that fatherly kind of energy a caring energy without taking, never taking, giving, protecting, taking care of, never taking, you know, also the logical side of things, um, the very grounded and, and uh, the side of things where you plan and you you uh, intend and, ma- you know, that's all the divine masculine side of things. So I hope that helps. Yeah, it does. And, that, you know, that's a lot of my, like, work is the novels I'm writing and the books that I'm working on is about empowering the divine feminine and, you, and the masculine being in that situation and how that can happen with men empowering women and in some ways stepping aside, but also like telling the stories and getting, you know, getting the balance back on the planet between the feminine and masculine and, and yeah. the distorted yeah. versions of each being put aside. So that's yeah. you know, my life yeah. work too. And so maybe, 
um, you know, maybe I had to go through this or it's some past life mm. had to get Exactly. And this, this is in your life plan. This is part of what's in your life plan to bring forth at some point in the future is this type of thing. And you already have an avenue through your novels and all that. And perhaps there is some other sort of avenue that appears as far as, you know, maybe public speaking in the future, something like that, where, where you're part of, you know, everyone has their little, something I, I didn't mention is, you know, on, on, in this ascension lifetime, it's almost as if we have to write our thesis paper at a certain point. And it's not an actual mm-hmm. physical thesis, although it may <laughs> be a book. A book may be a part of it. You know, and we all have a little different angle. We all have a little different angle based on our experiences, and that's all by design. So perhaps, Don, one of your angles, when you are writing your thesis, which you're already starting to do, right, by speaking about this kind of thing, is to help to rebalance that divine masculine that versus divine feminine, eradicating that kind of the shadow masculine side that that's been coming out in the news right and and the awareness of the balance of how the toxic feminine can sort of buy can be bullied as well and that both you know both genders have to become into their hearts first yeah as the 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 more superior sort of thought process than the ego mind. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. 100%. Yep. You're 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 on you're you're on the path Don. You're doing great. You know, give yourself credit and and just work on work on giving yourself all of that love that you've been working on. You know, everything that was not given to you in childhood is exactly what you're meant to give to yourself now and continue to just be speaking and thinking in the most empowered self-empowering ways. Mm-hmm. Thank you, thank you, Laura. And she's Laura. You're welcome. You're brings welcome. so many beautiful people like yourself to her program. It's a joy to listen to it. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you, Don. Thank you, thank you. And you know, one of the things that we teach over here too is the pain is our fuel, and so we can channel mm-hmm. all of that pain. And so, Don, when you said maybe you needed to go through it. Yes, maybe you do. So write it and share it and it will help others and it will empower mm-hmm. others. And so that's the lesson. And I think that's what you were getting at too, Matthew. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, okay, good. All right. We have time for one more caller. If it's a quick question or so, we don't know what that is, but let's go to our web caller in Germany. And it is Katie. Yes. Hi, Katie. Hi. Can you hear me? Hi, Katie. Hello, Katie. Hi. We can hear you, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I have uh, one uh, quick question. What mm-hmm. is my role, um lesson? Okay. What is your um, soul lesson? Yes. Okay. Katie, so let me ask you this question. Is What has been lately, what have been your biggest, like, block? Your biggest stumbling blocks in life? Money. <laughs> okay. Okay. And and what else? If there's one more thing other than money, what else? Uh, I had big health issues, but not lately. Um, I healed myself from cancer. Uh, it's a couple of years ago. Okay. Good. Good. And and you're you're doing you're you're okay now. You're free of cancer. Yes, I'm healed. Yeah, good. Exactly. So that 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 part of that was such an important part of your your life plan is to go through that because it really forced you to slow down. 
It forced you to really let go of these chains of resentment of the past. It forced you to let go of some perspectives that were no longer serve you that serving you that you picked up in childhood. And now that you're free from that, I would. What are you doing for work right now? I have uh, own company and I developed a holistic concept to help people uh, with their emotions yeah. and, and to overcome their fear. Yeah, yeah. And is is this, so you started this, but it hasn't really been paying the bills very well? Is that it? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. So, Katie, you need to keep going deeper with this. You need to totally... Uh, you, you need to learn to believe. It's, it's about faith. You had enough faith to be able to heal yourself of cancer, and that takes an incredible amount of faith, and that takes an amazingly strong, strongly willed person to do that. I want you to now take all that energy that you remember from healing yourself from cancer, and with that solar plexus energy, Channel that now into making this business a success. I want you to imagine it every day being a success. I want you to imagine your bank account being filled with money, people coming to you, you know, telling you how you've changed their lives, people, uh, you know, posting on, on your social media if you have that or whatever, you know, about how amazing you are. You know, keep imagining the, your bank account growing. And it doesn't have to be millions of dollars, but just whatever you want. Whatever you want to imagine, you deserve that. Okay, it's about feeling worthy. You are worthy. Continue working on that self-esteem, that you are worthy of your soul's mission supporting you financially. You can use this as an affirmation. I am worthy of my soul's work also supporting me financially. And be flexible. So if it feels like you're just kind of hammering away at something and it's not working, it's perhaps you need to just Make a small tweak and change the approach. You might be calling your business something else. It might be calling the type of work you do by another name. It might be trying something else first and see if that is suddenly starts to get you more clients, and then you can reintegrate all the stuff that you've already been doing. So be flexible this year, but really, I want you to really push forward this year. You are not meant to give up on this. You are not meant to do anything else but this. You are meant to be a healer in a very strong way. This is in your life, your, your life plan, and you're, well, you're, you're meant to really inspire and help a lot of people heal in this lifetime, especially over the next 10 years. So do it. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome, Katie. Beautiful, Katie. Wow, I would be interested to know that journey of how you healed yourself. That that right there is is really powerful. So good luck on that journey, goddess. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Katie. <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. Wow, this is really wonderful. So um I want to point out that the personal session that you do with people is just mm-hmm. like that. It's really empowering and it really yeah. sets the course. It sets the path. And this is really helpful yeah. We need that guidance, right? So, yeah. um, and, and really, we go into, you know, we, sorry to interrupt, but we go into past, present, and future. So, we really, we want to make you, and I say we, my guides and I, you know, we, we want to 
help you make sense of what you've been through. If you've not, you know, some people come to me and they've already really processed the past, and then we're really just focused more on the present and the future. But we want to spend some time really helping you to understand and process the past and how it relates to your soul lessons that you're going through still right now. So then what your present circumstances kind of mean and how that relates to your soul lessons and then what you're meant to bring forth in this lifetime, what you're meant to bring forward, forth in the future. In 2019, it's such, Loren, it's such a future-oriented year. We, it's all systems go right now. All the major planets are, are we astrologically feel it. speaking, <laughs> moving forward. So we want to move forward. We want to have that. You hear the vigor and, you know, in, in my voice. That's the kind of energy you want to bring into the stuff you want to bring forth. Do it Go now. For Get it. going yes. now with this. Go for it. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and if, if, if you've been thinking about, you know, starting some sort of spiritual business or, or moving or, or changing careers, like this is the year. It really is the year. But, yeah, you know, with the Soul Plan reading, I'm going to help you read into all of that. It's when you're in your journey, you know, if, if your life is one big movie, when you're in the movie, it's very difficult to see how the movie is in 10 minutes, right? You don't know you're in the movie, but I can take a step back and my guides and we can look at your movie kind of as a whole and see how things fit in. And it's very helpful. Yes. And, and we've both witnessed it with people really getting straight it's like it's like when you're a sailboat you're tightening the sheets the sails and pulling it in mm. so it that can go straight on its course and on its yeah. mission and do away with all the other sandbags that weigh us down so this yeah. is new earth and it is fifth dimensional it is heart-centered and heart-based okay yeah. well yeah. as we um as we say goodbye i'd like to just give you a few moments to really um leave with us what you really wanted to impress on us yeah. in this conversation. Yeah. And, and is it, Loren, is it, is it okay before I do that to just um, kind of go over a little bit of what else I'm offering people in the, uh, with the packages? Oh, in the special offer, of course. Yes. Because yeah. that's the digital okay. yeah, yeah, download yeah. too. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so with the digital down, there's two options, the digital um, package I'm offering, which is $97 is 44% off retail. So I'm doing a webinar here, you know, with you, Loren, on Quantum Conversations, it's, you call it your, what, Mastery Empowerment Classes, correct? Mastery Empowerment Courses for New Earth. There you go. <laughs> yes, I love it. So that is March 9th, coming up March 9th at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. That is going to be a 90-minute webinar. And you get a ticket to this. I, I haven't even started to, to sell tickets yet on my website. You get a ticket to this if you get this package. We are going to talk about all things intuition. It's one of my favorite things to teach, and teach about intuition, about how to refine your intuition, because everyone's intuitive mechanisms work very differently. So how does your intuitive mechanism work? How do we amplify your specific intuition? How do we amplify your psychic gift? Are you interested in channeling? You're interested in tarot, pendulums, muscle testing, dowsing, anything like that? We're going to cover all of that. Um, you know, if you feel like you can't hear your spirit guides, if you feel like they're on mute, we're going to talk about how you can hear them, how you can get in touch with them, how you, can, how you know whether, when they're communicating with you. If you're seeing numbers all over the place, if you're seeing 444-888 when you're driving on license plates, like, like, what does that mean? So we're going to go into all that, and we're really also going to talk into one of my other favorite topics is discernment. And discernment is so important on the spiritual journey because there is an Internet full of amazing stuff out there, and there's also a lot of crap out there. So you, when you really learn discernment, you learn to feel what feels true, what feels helpful, what isn't. So we're going to really go into that. 
going to be an awesome webinar. That's on March 9th. So you get that in this package. You get my putting the past in the past webinar. People who were on this webinar absolutely loved it. They said they were crying. And we, I did some clearings and activations on this call. This is to help you to end the illusion of regret, under, understand why there's truly no mistake, dissolve guilt, move to a new vibrational frequency where you no longer feel guilty about anything and recovering from heartbreak and a lot more. That's a 90-minute webinar. You get my Awakening the Divine Masculine webinar, and this is all about eradicating the shadow masculine within and building the divine masculine, the importance of courage, using logic and intellect in a productive way and not to work against yourself, practical exercise to live a more structured life, an efficient life, and much more. My Navigating the Dark Night of the Soul webinar. If you feel like you're in a dark night right now, if you feel like you just got out of a dark night or if a loved one is in a dark night or just got out and you can help them with this, it's so valuable. I do a, a really powerful activation in this webinar to help you move out of the dark night of the soul possibly faster. And it's all about why it, the dark night happens, why you can't avoid it, why it's not your fault and how to get through and get out of it. You also get my deeper level of forgiveness webinar and this is all about learning to let go of those cords of resentment, those cords of judgment of the past, to dissolve energetic cords, you know, so they won't come back. Because I know you might have cut one in the past and it came right back. Well, we'll you, I'll discuss why and how you can stop it from coming back. And we talk all about soul contracts and how soul contracts are created in these pre-birth meetings and what they mean for you. You also get a guided meditation to activate your psychic gift and meet a spirit guide and you get another healing transmission called I love you regardless so with seven uh, audio files it, it, they're all fantastic and that's just in my digital package if you get package two which I recommend uh, you get the soul plan reading as well it's a special reading I'm offering just for you guys for, for uh, quantum conversations listeners it is my 40 minute soul plan reading okay it's enough time to really dig in and uh, and we're going to, again, we're going to go over past, present, future, where you're going, get you, just like Loren said, get that sailboat really aligned so you're very mentally clear, you feel very confident about your journey, about your purpose, about where you're going, and boom, you can just go ahead. It's so important for 2019. And Loren, I'm only, and, and everyone, I'm only doing 20 of these just because my schedule gets booked up very quickly. I, I can only fit in 20 of these readings over the next couple months. And the, the quicker yeah. you get in, uh, the, the quicker you're going to able to, to be able to get an appointment. So if you get in right now with this package, too, you'll probably be able to get an appointment in March. If you wait a little bit and you're, you're one of the last, you know, five to ten signups, it may be April or, or even the first week of May. So if, if you're thinking about this, get in right now because then, you know, you're going to be able to get a reading pretty soon with me. Great. And I know you said that you don't do much with these. Um, I mean, your calendar, you're opening up a special space. So we thank you yeah. for making that room for us because I know that people do value that time, that face-to-face, -face because it is helpful. So thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you for that. You're welcome. You're welcome, Loren. And, and to, to wrap everything up, you know, uh, I'll leave you with this. Again, there, when it seems like – there is no purpose. There is always a purpose. The purpose can always be seen by a part of you experiencing life from a higher dimensional experience. 
That part of you is what we call the higher self or the soul. And if you're able to elevate yourself to that, then you're able to see it. But that does not happen easily. So instead, can you pretend? Can you pretend what might my higher self or my soul think about this situation? How might my higher self or soul see this? And what might I be guided, if I had to guess, what might I be guided to do, say, or think in this situation? And that's a really good question to get yourself to align with that part of you that is very real, that is always there, and that is eternal. And it helps you to, you know, I hope you can feel, if you take one thing from this call, I hope you take that everything is exactly as it's meant to be now. You have not strayed off your path. You have not done anything wrong. There is nothing to feel guilty about. You have not screwed this up in any way. You are exactly where you need to be in this precise moment. You are working on the exact lessons that you are meant to work on that are in your life plan. And you are able to create with your sword of manifestation, with your willpower. So go out and create, visualize, plan, and make this a really amazing year. 29, I call it a breakout year for lightworkers in 2019. And this month of February, whatever you're feeling called to do, get on it. Get on it. All systems go. (laughs) All systems go this month and do it. And remember, we are not here to wait for the ascension. We are here to create the ascension. Actually, even deeper, we are here to be the ascension. Yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And what we after Oh, my pleasure. It's so wonderful to have you here. I just wanted to say that after the 2012 Gateway, December 21st, 2012, and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we thought that we were going to experience something. I I was one of those light workers that was the one who was crying (laughs) in January of 2013. Mm. I expected something Mm -hmm. much bigger and better to happen. But what I've Mm -hmm. learned since then is that it happens one heart at a time. Your journey is part of that. Your awakening centered around that. And so many people are on this path now. I really hope that number of 99% of our people not that are awake. Well, I'm hoping Mm -hmm. it's so much more than that. That's what all of us watching oh, a program like this are working for and it's happening it, it and be. it's unstoppable it, it's yes happening. it's unstoppable it's unstoppable it's in the stars it's in it's astrological <laughs> it's in the stars it's it's and it's it's already been created on another level yes. on an even higher level it's been created you know we're we're here in this this time loop that appears to be linear but the future has already been created and it is the ascension has manifested it's already done And with that, it's beautiful words and very comforting. So we thank you, Matthew John, for this quantum conversation. Thanks. Thank you so much, Loren. This is amazing. And uh, I would would be honored to be back sometime in the future if that were ever the opportunity. And thank you so much to anyone listening live or um, on the replay. Thank you. And uh, if you want to check out more of my articles or videos, you can go to my website, youaredivinehuman.org, go to my YouTube channel, You Are Divine Human, and um, I have lots of free resources there as well. 
Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And remember, if you'd like to interface with Matthew John and get some direction and guidance and access all of his teachings, those are available at AcousticHealth.com forward slash special offers. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Matthew John. Thank you, Loren. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. All right. So now it is time to move and just feel the energy of what we learned in this quantum conversation, and this is when we dance to the cosmic heart. Namaste. And thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, 
and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste. Namaste.